Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. In our Human Condition segment with clinical psychologist Lynn Worsley, we continue our series of conversations on friendship. What is it about us as humans that makes friendship such a significant part of relationships? Lynn, welcome back. Thanks for having Great me. Great to see you. So tell us where we're heading this week, Lynn. Okay, this week we'll talk about how to make friends and how to keep them. And perhaps we can touch a bit on how to deal with difficult people who are most often our friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes might be a challenge about keeping them. Yeah. So in the first week of this series, we talked about how friends are different throughout our lives. That was very helpful. Um, friends can be there for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Also talked about the stages of play that show the beginning of friendships and how they form. So where are you taking us this week then? Okay, what I want to cover in more detail is how to make friends and how to keep their friendships. And this involves two things, time and reaching out, similar to two different planes. So the combination of these two make sort of like a three-dimensional thought and action in friendships. Um, it helps uh, in order it helps us to actually have time to make interactions happen and it also it helps us to reach out with parts of ourselves to see things from their their perspective the time part takes patience and initiative and the reaching out takes great courage and both actions take you to a position of being quite vulnerable. And the time thing, we're often talking about it here on Open House, is such a critical thing mm. and such a challenge for today. That's right. To find that time. That's right. That's always going to be a, an issue stemming from how committed we are to anything, really, whether it's friendships or anything else, yeah. to devote that time. That's right. So if we combine the two ways of thinking, that friendships are for a reason, season or a lifetime, that's the time aspect, and that they have levels or stages, which is the reaching out aspect, we might actually get somewhere with our friends. Okay, yes. So if you want to be more proactive and make friends, it's important to see that friendships that you have already are actually real and and that friendships um, may not be as close as you want them to be, but that they might actually be progressing to the next stage. Yes. Um, So again, it takes time. So for example, say you have a project that you're working on at work or you're working with another person and you seem to be getting really on really well with them and you start to bounce ideas off with them and, and so on and you really enjoy their company. So they become a friend for a reason. Yep. Um, are they a friend or a colleague? Well, at this stage, they're both. There really is a friendship and there's a reason for it. So to go to the next stage of that friendship, you'd have to do something different with them than that reason when the reason has finished. So perhaps it would be important then to invite them to out to something that you're doing or that you'd enjoy, and that would mean that you'd see them for a different reason. Yes, the friendship yep. is still there for a reason, so it's a functional free friendship, but you might ask them for a different reason. Okay. So, for example, you might finish the project that you invite them to go on a bushwalk or play golf or to help them with the project that you're doing at home, and that builds the friendship for another reason. Yep. And it takes you to another dimension where you can share a little bit more of yourself. So the friendship starts to develop over time. And perhaps it's now for two reasons, but the reasons begin to get blurred and you might begin to share little bits of aspects of your life. Yes. And that's when reaching out starts. Reaching out is when you start to see things from another person's perspective. And it's seeing how they're feeling and being considerate of what they might be doing or going through. Now, there's a challenge yes. today. Yes. <laughs> it might be asking them to do something that you know that they're interested in, since they might have talked about it once or when you were doing the project together. It might be as simple as sending them a recipe that they liked 
or an article that you read that you thought they would they'd be interested in. Yes. So reaching out is simply thinking of the other person and acting on their behalf. Here's one question: What happens for people who don't seem to make friends easily? Because that might involve quite a few of us. Yes. Mm. Well, if we look at the op- opposite actions. Of, of allowing time to, to develop and to reach out. The opposite is stopping the opportunity for time to develop friendships and reaching in instead okay. of reaching out. Yes, yes. So, for example, um, you can shut down time. So people who have difficulties making friends often um, refer to their friendships that they've had in the past and how they've turned out as being um, reason friendships or that friendship was just there because they needed me. Um, That's when they see friendships as being quite transient and they feel a sense of rejection or abandonment when the reason has ended. Okay. So if they feel abandoned and rejected, they then start to shut down and interpret the situation as bad rather than that's just how the friendship is. And this way of thinking assumes that the friendship's ended before it has and it assumes that the person wouldn't want anything to do with them again. So because they think like that, they block the opportunities again for reconnection. They don't send a Christmas card, they don't invite them somewhere and they don't do anything beyond the project that they had the season or the reason together. That's it. And that's right. And that way they, they shut down the aspect of time. So the friendship only goes as far as the first stage. And they're in a protective mode and they carefully avoid any interactions that might hurt them any further. Have you got an example? Because I always love to be practical with this, of, of an aspect of reaching in and, and not reaching out. Yes. So that was the time. So when we look at the reaching in instead of out, if someone has difficulties making friends, it may be that they think that they're reaching out to another, but they're actually reaching into themselves. So someone begins to reach out to another person. They might do it because they want something back. Okay. Okay, they send a card or an email because they want an answer. And if they don't get a reply, they get really hurt. And in that instance, their sending or giving isn't about the other person. It's actually about themselves because they want something back. Their reaching out is actually reaching in. Their actions are really saying, please be my friend. Please answer me because I need you to be my friend rather than you're a nice person. And I think you might like this. So it's a bit like giving to someone with strings attached. Yes. It's more about the expectations than the gift. To really reach out means that you reach out for the other person and their interest and you don't feel a sense of abandonment or rejection when they don't reply. And when this happens, the person who receives the gift senses a... When when the opposite happens, sorry, the person who receives the gift um, senses a level of obligation and expectation if their strings attached. And I can tell you that obligation and failed expectations are real friend killers. Yes. So most people run a mile if they sense that they'll be in trouble for not doing something or for failing some hidden expectation that they knew nothing about. Of course. So to make friends, it's to learn to reach out to another for their sake and to give without strings attached. And again, in this day and age of our narcissistic culture, Mm. that's a really challenging thing to do, get our mind around. It is. It is. It's just not easy. And it's and making friends and keeping friends is not easy at all. And it oh. takes courage okay. and courage to be exposed to your own vulnerability and to let others see the parts that you are and that you're not all that good everywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, one, a really good tool that I learned when I did my first counseling course in the 1970s, that makes me seem really old, <laughs> was the Joe Harry oh, window. Oh, the 70s. Yes. 
<laughs> now the Joe Harry Minder window was made up of made made by two men called Joe and Harry. Okay. Um, the Joe Harry window is a bit like time and reaching out dimensions, but it has two um, dimensions that relate to each other. One on one aspect, it's how much you share and open about yourself mm. versus how much you know about yourself. And interestingly, each line in this little box is related to the other. But the action of sharing with others and being open in friendships influences how much you learn about yourself and know about yourself. Okay. And the more you learn and know about yourself, the more that you can reach out in ways that are helpful for others. Is that because you've got a greater confidence about your place on yes. the planet, I suppose? Yes. So you get feedback from others. Yeah. And, they, and the feedback from others tells you you're okay. You may be quirky or you might have a bit of odd things, but you're actually okay and I like you. And if you talk to me like this, then I'll actually get on better with you. Because a lot of our narcissism is is aimed at just telling people, I'm here. Yes. Like, and pay love attention me. to me. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you don't pay attention to me, then you must have something wrong with you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But with the Joe Harry window tool, yeah. I think one of the best things about that is that if you really want to know more about yourself, you really have to expose yourself to other people. You have to share and open yourself up. It's the thing that I... I think perhaps more than anything else I've learnt in the 18 months that we've been doing the human condition, that you just don't cruise along with life. You no. know, to make any progress, there's got to be an edge and put yourself out there. I think that we need to learn that we need to struggle. Yeah. That, that, that as children, when we're born, we're hardwired for struggle. We're not hardwired for protection. And yet many parenting, much parenting today would seek to make things easier for their kids. That's right. Such a job. So in essence, what we need to be learning is how to struggle through our friendships, how to actually go alongside each other and accept each other that we're not going to be perfect, that we've got things wrong with us, and that we're going to struggle along and we're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. one of the best things about learning about yourself is when you make a mistake with a friend and they forgive you and you move on and you learn a little bit about yourself. And the friendship deepens, no doubt. The friendship deepens because they know something about you that's okay. I know, yes. So Henry Nguyen, I don't know if anyone out there has read Henry Nguyen. He is the most wonderful writer. Certainly. He wrote one time that there was three signs of success. So the sign of a successful person was that um, they expressed gratitude and were thankful for what they had. They were able to show care and concern for others around them. And thirdly, that they were vulnerable. They were able to be vulnerable. So those, I'll do those again. So you express gratitude. Express gratitude. So you're thankful. And thankful for what they had. Yep. Able to show care and concerns for other people around them. Yes. And thirdly, that they were able to be vulnerable. And th- each of those, because I thought when you, were ta- when you were initially saying them, each of those flies in the face of our culture today. That's right. I suppose in the face of our sinful humanity, you've got to say. And vulnerability is often seen as a weakness. Yes. Yet vulnerability, he says, is a sign of success. And if you think about it, in with the, the vulnerabilities, what sticks out to me is that if you go into friendships and you get hurt, then your natural inclination is to shut down and not let yourself be vulnerable again. Yep. But if you actually go into friendships and you get hurt and then you discover something about yourself and you learn to forgive and that person has forgiven you or maybe not forgiven you, then you're able to go and open yourself up and then care for somebody else 
by being vulnerable as well. So it's also like about forgiving yourself and feeling okay about yourself, but knowing that it's okay to share. It doesn't mean I'm a doormat, though. No, no, no. And vulnerability is about being open and ready to get close and not have to protect yourself to such an extreme that other people don't learn anything from you. There is such wisdom in this. Okay, so that's... um that's tonight. Wrap up friendships for us next week. Where will you be taking us? What I'd like to do is to explore the vulnerability a little bit more and look at some work by a social researcher who's actually looked at how we can be vulnerable and why it is important to be vulnerable. Okay. Look forward to that. As always, thank you so much, Lynn Worsley. Thanks, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.